Welcome to our upside down world. Our world is so different at the moment. It's changing every minute. A world that is not stable but is in constant flux. A world of smiles behind masks, click to collect, life behind doors, church on a screen, and conversations over Zoom. Everything is just so different from what it was before. And it's actually a time to sometimes think about someone other than ourselves. Sometimes we're stuck at home by ourselves and it's just really hard to think about someone else. So today I want to talk about an upside down kingdom and a passage that can throw our mind into a spin sometimes. So let's pray. God, we thank you as we stop and pause as we come to you today to hear your words, to hear what it is that you want us to take in, to let us seep into who we are and to be able to just listen to your words, to hear each other's hearts and to be together today even though we are separate. So God, please be with us as we look through your passage today. So we're looking at Matthew 5, 1 to 10, and I'll just read that for us. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure of heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacekeepers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of God. So who is Jesus talking to here? He's been surrounded by lots of people. He's become a bit of a celebrity. And he's gone away from the crowds because could you imagine being surrounded by these people all the time? He's gone up to the mountain away and he's taken his closest friends, his disciples with him. And he's talking to people who know the Hebrew scriptures. These are people that have grown up with it and they know it inside and out. But who are the people that are joining him and listening in the crowds? Are they doing it just because everyone else is doing it? Or are they doing it because they're actually feeling and believing in what he's saying? Maybe they're actually hearing and responding to the words which he's saying. Or maybe they're just following like a sheep. So let's look at before. Before all this, let's look at thousands of years before, hundreds of years before. We have these prophets. These people had heard from the prophets before. They'd heard all these things before. They knew the scriptures. They'd been warned, encouraged. And they had a choice. They could listen or they could not listen. And there were consequences for this. 
But today, in this passage, there is this man who has come to them. He's in front of them speaking the words that they knew, but in a different context, in a different way, not as legalistic. If you have a good look at the Hebrew scriptures, you'll see throughout their rules, their instructions, on looking after those who don't have a voice, those who don't have a place to fit in the community. The prophets spoke of their inability to reconcile the community. The Hebrews were not connected with God or with each other. The prophets spoke of many things, about their constant straying from God and what God can offer. It might have come across as fire and brimstone cases, but there are other times when it doesn't. And this is one that it doesn't. The words are always the same. The words are, return to God, return to community, return to what I have given you. In Matthew, Jesus is speaking to those who see the ones who aren't seen, the ones who sit and see that these people are not being included. He speaks to the ones that are humble, to the peacemakers, to those whose hearts ache, they physically ache for those around who are not seen. In Matthew, it's not just a prophet who says these things though. It's God. It's God in a man. Yet not many were able to recognise him as this for quite a while. So what do you think when you think of the words of Jesus? Are they just words to you? Or are they something that seeps into your very soul, into the heart? Is it something that when you look and you see those around you, you hear God's voice? You hear what is happening? I spoke before about us being in a world which is upside down, even topsy-turvy. At the moment, we have to use a mask all the time. This mask hides things. It hides our smile. It might sometimes hide our anger. It is a shield. It's a shield that helps us protect each other. But it's also something that we can hide behind. And I want us to think today about if there's something that we are hiding behind that stops us from hearing the words of God, from hearing them seep into who we are and to the way we live. So if the masks are our shield, what is your shield? What is it? We can sometimes place other things around us so that we don't feel or we, try and, or we try to block things out. Because sometimes having a heart for others hurts. And it hurts so much that, I don't know, sometimes it's just hard for me as well. But what do you do? What do you do? Jesus spoke these words thousands of years ago and the prophets for thousands of years before leading up to Jesus, joining us on his earthly adventure. The believers of Jesus, such as us, 
have read these words for a long time, for centuries, just like we do today. Do we sit with them or do we actually reject these words of Jesus? Sometimes it's hard to hear these things, but sometimes we do. This part of scripture is often talked about in social justice circles. As followers of Jesus, we are encouraged, even directed, to look out for those around us, to hear their stories, to share their lives. When was the last time you stepped out of your comfort zone and listened to the story of a person who you would not normally talk to? I don't mean someone like you. I mean someone that might not always fit in. When we're in the chapel, like I'm in today, very empty chapel other than Simon, when you look around, who do you see? When I look around, other than last time we were in chapel together where there was a diversity in age, there isn't actually a very big diversity of people within the chapel we see. There are rarely different types of skin colour, diversity, cultural background, sexual orientation, families of mixed parents, children, same-sex parents. Where are they? Where are these people? We're pretty happy to speak up about the rights of refugees in our church because, you know, Jesus was a refugee. It's a nice, comfortable one to speak about. We can talk about Jesus and his life and what he went through. But what about the others that get left behind? What about the young mum who turns to prostitution to feed her kids? What about someone in the gay or lesbian community who grew up in the church, but is now feeling like they don't have a home. What about these people? These people are part of the community. And this is what Jesus is talking about. How are our hearts? And Jesus isn't saying it's easy to be in part of his kingdom. His kingdom is messy and smelly sometimes. Sometimes it has things in it that is just hard. Sometimes we need to sit in the muck in order to build the community around us. Sometimes it's just really hard to be a follower of Jesus. But you know what? He's there for us. And as a community, we can do it together. It's not something we have to do on our own. We can sit together. We can mourn together. We can be the peacekeepers together. We don't have to do it alone. So the peacekeepers sit with the ones who mourn, the ones whose heart bleeds and aches for those who Jesus aches to restore with, restore his kingdom with, to welcome back into his open arms. Jesus so preempting his greatest triumph, the resurrection and restoration sorry, of the kingdom into a place where all are welcome. No one is left out. Not just the ones who follow the rules, sit straight in church, behave themselves and pick the right songs. He wants everyone in, not just a few. It is more than that. This is the welcoming home of the prodigal son without judgment. It is the last being the first and it's not about us bothering 
with judgment of others, but about love and grace. This is God's heart, his aching heart, his love for his people being spoken and then seen in action. Is that what we're doing with our lives? This is a tough one as we can't always see what life has ahead of us. And as with the 18 months before, we don't know what's happening, do we? But one thing is certain, Jesus, God and the Holy Spirit are guiding us to love and not to judge, to step out of our comfort zones and rethink what it means to live as we are instructed. I'm not asking you to break lockdown rules and completely jump out and help someone that you don't know. What the challenge is today is to sit with the word, to mull over the word, to let it seep into who you are. We need to look at where we have been as a community, not just as individuals, but also look where we are to go as a community. We have a choice of staying as a community that looks the same, or one that is being wide and diverse and open to everyone. One that hears the hearts of those who are hurting one who hears the hearts of those who are lost. Are you ready to be like Zach and jump out of the tree and welcome Jesus and the stranger into the place of worship? Or do we need to go to them? That's another question, but I'll ask that another day. My heart is for those who Jesus loves. I don't care the background, the things they do that they might do that's different to me. I care about their future and the restoration into the community, the upside down, amazing community which God welcomes us into. Are you willing to come on the journey and welcome those in? Have a think about it. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much that um, Jesus came to give us these words and we pray that as we sit with the scripture and we sit with Matthew and, and what it says in Matthew 5, that even though sometimes it can be hard, it is also a blessing. So God, please be with us as we think about what it is we do as a community, what it is we do as an individual, and pray that if there is any issues, that we work through them together to restore your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen.